The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. It's time to face the music. It's your day in court with a people's lawyer, Bruce Hagan, and attorney Ray Judice. Another episode of Your Day in Court on Extra 106.3. My name is Tug Coward, along with renowned lawyers Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice. If you need help when it comes to your legal situation that might arise, that, that has arisen, then I encourage you to reach out to these guys. We'll get to an interesting topic, as we always do, but we're going to start with how you get a hold of you, Bruce. Yeah, great to be here. Uh, you can reach me, Bruce, at Hagen-Law.com, which is our website, H-A-G-E-N-Law.com. You can call me, 404-522-7553. We always have somebody by the phone. Happy to talk to you about anything. Um, we handle personal injury claims, but if you need anything else, just let us know, and I'm sure we know somebody who can help. Right? Yeah, Ray Judice. Uh, 404-964-4185. That's my cell number. And if you're listening to this Saturday morning between 8 and 9, go ahead and test me. Yeah, Call right. that number. See Send me a text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See if I can get back to you. Because I will, just like Bruce will. That's what we do. He and I are, are sort of from uh, the scrappy side of uh, New York State. And uh, we knew that if we were going to make it in this town of, of a lot of lawyers, we had to provide great client service and be responsive. So that's what we do. My webpage is rayjudicelaw.com. Let's start with companies that are mandating vaccines. You're seeing that more and more, whether it's Delta, it's a mandatory Delta is thing. for new employees. New employees, that's correct. That's right. If Current employees, it's encouraged. Right. And But it does seem that corporations are kind of leading the charge when it comes to if you're going to work for us, you're going to be vaccinated. Especially businesses that interact with the public. Right. Uh, I think it's is it United Airlines that has got a total mandatory vaccination rule. Why? Well, we're going to take 300 people. We're going to put them in a tube, fly them through the air for six hours. And even though the airlines say they've got the best air filtration system, we want our clients or customers to know that everybody that works here has been vaccinated. And I think that's the right way to approach it. Emory Healthcare just announced mandatory vaccines by, I think, late September. Uh, the military is getting there. We were talked about that earlier. Uh, one of the leading one of the generals at the Pentagon has said, well, either we're going to get full approval by the uh, government, by the uh, who, who does that? The drug the FDA. The FDA. FDA or by mid-September, we're going to order it. And the commander in chief, the president, can order it right now. And you yeah, were a so former, yeah, former sailor. Navy. What That's would you right. do if the president said take the shot? I'd be standing in line. Uh, yes, sir. I mean, that would be the only answer there or, is or unless leave. you want to face nonjudicial punishment, which usually as we discussed this before we got on the air, usually is worse than than maybe even booted, being booted out of the military because you're losing your pay. You know, I mean, look, the military don't get paid all that well to begin with. So if you lose that, it's really painful. I know if you get booted out, you can, let's say it's a other than honorable discharge, you can go and ask for it to be changed, and they will. So I think, yeah, the UCMJ is the way to go. That non-judicial punishment is really, really beneficial. But the point is, Bruce, is that if the president of the United States says go get vaccinated, you're going to. But that leads me to believe the FDA approval is probably coming sooner rather than later. Do you yeah, think so? I do. I think it's probably right around the corner, um, and we'll... 
no doubt cover children to a certain age, mm-hmm. so um, more of the school kids can get vaccinated. But, you know, with corporate America, it is great to see them stepping up. And as with other aspects of corporate America, I doubt that it's entirely just motivated by concern for the public. Certainly, right. you know, the public always. health concern is a big deal. But, you know, there's a tremendous cost to any business when their employees are out sick. And, you know, look what's happened at uh, we're talking about the airlines, Spirit Airlines, right. which is maybe not the best it's run business to begin with as a budget airline, but they've had an enormous number of people who were out sick um, due to illness related to COVID. And so there's a huge cost to corporate America when people are out sick. Statistics, whatever you think you might get sick from getting the shot, statistically, the people who are getting the symptoms the worst are the folks who are not vaccinated. Correct. And the folks who are dying and on ventilators seem to be disproportionately, and I mean vastly disproportionately, That's the right. folks who are not vaccinated. So it, it's also in the company's self-interest and the interest of their stockholders to keep their labor force intact and, and healthy. Yes, there's a greater good out there that uh, seems to be served. Which is benefiting too. Public health standpoint, but let's not just assume that, you know, here these guys are doing this just out of the goodness of their hearts or mm-hmm. a concern for their fellow citizen. Well, I will point out that months ago uh, when the vaccination process first started, the uh, gentleman, I think his last name is Lori, that owns the Charlotte Panthers and the stadium, turned that stadium into the first mass vaccination shot uh, distribution center at his own cost. So he's the one that started that. Let's line them up, get all the cars in order. Let's get, you know, get the military out here and do it. So corporate America, I watch the financial news shows in the morning and in the evening. If these great corporate leaders, if we had these folks running the government, they might be a little more profit-oriented, Bruce. I understand. A lot. I understand a lot more. that you know that. that but they get things done. taste in your mouth sometimes, <laughs> but but they get s done. Okay, yeah. take uh, the the CEO of um, General Motors. It's a Mary Beretta, I believe her last name is. I mean, when I watch her come out and she talks about we're going to have electric vehicles in twenty, you know, in ten years or five years, I believe it's going to happen. Rather than you know the president making some you know crazy by twenty fifty we won't have gas cars. What does he know? He's not making these batteries. Right. He doesn't know what the technology is. Well, you can so, say that for military leadership as well. I mean, these guys are in the business of getting things done. Absolutely. Yeah, right. So we seem to have gotten away from that. <laughs> you know, yeah, unfortunately. Regardless yeah, of so. the motivation. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, just get it done. And if you make a buck along the way, I don't hold that against anybody. And you're starting to see it, too, down in, like, little five points. Some of the restaurants are saying, look, you've got to show a vaccine to come in or a vaccine card or a negative test to come in and eat, which, as we've discussed, I'm, I'm a fan of private business running the best way that they know how to run their business. It's theirs. They can do as they see fit. The only question i see there that makes me a little bit uneasy is how do you enforce that unless you're checking every person that comes to the door which all of them kind of indicated they that they weren't that they weren't going to be just checking at the door it, it it leads you it leaves a lot of room for interpretation of how and who is getting checked Sure, i feel like they should have a sign up uh you know we only allow in those who are vaccinated and liars right, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> because yeah, exactly. if someone says i'm vaccinated or worse you know people are fabricating uh like phony vaccination cards mm-hmm. you know which those are um, popping up yeah it, it's it's um i, I I just can't imagine you go to that length to, to yeah, create a phony vaccination card. It's not like having a fake ID when Ray and I were 15 years old and tr- right. going into New York City to try to sneak into like the three bars that you knew didn't you check that. Get a couple of right. Rheingolds right. under the Brooklyn Bridge, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, right. But you know, the thing, too, is that we're now almost a year into the first uh, vaccinations. When I walk past a metal pole, I'm not 
attracted to it like a magnet. Uh, <laughs> right. I haven't grown an extra and, eye. Right. I do have a, sometimes I get a unique need to buy Microsoft products because yeah. it's got something to do with Mr. Gates. But <laughs> yeah, right. besides that problem, all around the world, these vaccines are being used. It's, yeah. it's, you know, the last time there was a worldwide conspiracy where everybody did the same thing. <laughs> I don't remember the last one, in yeah. fact. Yeah. Uh, but and, and also, you know, I, I just think it's fantastic that, you know, American scientists, I'm, you know, very much about this. If you look at the Chinese mm-hmm. vaccines, not, it's which not are as now, effective. not only that, they're not at all effective, apparently, against the new Delta variant. So right. they're, they're having problems. Nobody wants the Russians. The Brazilians have sent it back. I mean, it's it's Pfizer and it's AstraZeneca and it's, you yeah, know, it's our mentioned. science. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm a little bit uh, agree, you know, angry at, the, you know, the WHO that, you know, we should give that away. Well, you know what? Let the you know I'm amazed the Chinese haven't figured out how to steal it yet. You yeah, know, right. Better, <laughs> that's sort well, of what they that's probably going on as we yeah, speak. Yeah, right. yeah, and, you know, they, you know, they had a heads up that this was about to happen. You think they would have made a better <laughs> right. a vaccine that they could sell and make a profit off of? But the, the other thing is that is you, you are right to be proud that the United States was able to to get this done, and it certainly makes me proud of that too. That that the United States was able to to run and make this happen so quickly and and nobody really i mean i didn't know if it would happen i mean it, it, when it was first announced they were gonna try to do that you're thinking oh my gosh and and maybe that's some of the reluctancy is because it happened so quick or it isn't fda approved but like i said earlier i think that probably is coming and that will shift hopefully shift at least somebody who's reluctant to to jump in and get the, the vaccine. Yeah, done. I mean it's so funny because uh, there's a tremendous amount of distrust out there in general and distrust of the government, and yet some people seem to be saying, "Well, I I think this was rushed for approval, and you know I want to see full approval." You're going to get full approval from the same people who you don't trust anyway. That so rushed, if, that, yeah. if that's what it takes to get you now comfortable yeah. to get yeah, the shot, yeah, maybe it is a small percentage. Knows? But um, you know, certainly what we've seen, you know, getting back to the topic of corporate America mm-hmm. um, stepping in here, um, it's having an effect. For one thing or another, is certainly having an effect. And I'll give you a real life example. Um, buddy of mine, uh, both he and his wife were vaccinated. Their small child, age five or six. Um, tested positive for COVID recently. And and then the wife who had been vaccinated also um, tested positive. So when this when the child, when they suspected the child would be positive because he had been exposed to somebody uh, who tested positive, they took him to a testing center uh, in DeKalb County. And they said, you know, we drove right up. It was mm-hmm. two minutes. Yep. And he got tested. And we all got tested. And you know, it was two minutes. There was nobody there. Um, he went back eight days later because now they want to get tested again to show if he yeah. if he's negative or where they are. He said three hour line to, oh, wow. to get in there, and and it's because it's the same place that's giving the shots, uh, that's doing the it. testing. He got says it. it's not everybody's there getting tested. Right, people are coming back out again to get shots who didn't get the shots before. And yeah. I think there there may have been a, a group of the population, a percentage that just kind of felt like okay, if we can get sixty five or seventy five percent, we reach herd immunity. Now look, that number was bandied about by talking heads that, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to have herd immunity at 65%, 70%. And uh, if, you've had, if you've had COVID, then you have, you have the antibodies in your system. So there are some really good, decent human beings, smart people, who got so many misdirections from our government and never a consistent signal and good information. I mean, I, I really think the government has fallen down 
uh, you know, two different administrations. Okay, so let's blame a lot of people. Uh, and again, it's our corporate leadership, both in science and medicine, and heads of these major corporations. And as you point out, Tug, trickling down to the mom and pops. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a rule in my office that you can't come to my office unless you've been vaccinated. Why is that? Well, my mom's in hospice care. Right. Okay. I've got I've got double Pfizer, so I feel pretty good. And you know, it's not about me; it's about my mom. And yeah. uh, one of my one of my attorneys, her husband's in his early seventies and has had a couple of medical problems. So you know, do what you want to do. I believe I'm a civil libertarian yeah. as well. Yeah. But you know, don't hurt other people. That's that's where I draw the line. Yeah. No, it makes sense. When we come back, both of you guys being New Yorkers, I have a feeling that you'll probably have a uh, strong opinion or at least lots of opinions about the resignation of Governor uh, Andrew Cuomo. We'll talk about that next on Your Day in Court here on Extra 106.3. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. This is your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice on Extra 1063. Welcome back. Your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice. My name is Tug Cowart. You're listening to Extra 1063, the biggest story of the week, no doubt about it. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo resigning over sexual harassment claims. He says, quote, the best way I can help now is to step aside. He announced his resignation Tuesday, and um, it would be uh, 14 days from that day that he stepped down, but he had been in office for more than a decade. The AG up in New York found pretty solid evidence that he had been accused of sexually harassing 11 women, including staffers. Both of you guys being New Yorkers, I wanted to get your take on it. Yeah, and I was just up uh, in the Northeast this past weekend, and the New York papers were just all over him, not surprisingly. They don't pull punches on anything. Uh, New York Post uh, on page two had a uh, box, like a scorecard, and it was uh, had the number four in it, and it said, number of days since the creep has refused to resign. <laughs> <You know? laughs> New York doing New York. Yeah, right. But um, not, you know, I have to say, I am a little bit surprised that he ever actually stepped up and and gave in to this mm-hmm. and resigned because I fully expected him to, to fight, fight this to the bitter, bitter end, no matter who he took down with him or how ugly it got for him, for the state, for the for the office of governor, um, but to just deny to the bitter end. And something changed. It, you know, And I don't think it was an offer that the prosecution would go more smoothly for him if he cooperated, but something changed and, and he just decided to give up. So I, I am very surprised by that. Yeah, uh, growing up, his in New York, his dad, Mario Cuomo, was also a three-term governor from the early 80s well into the 90s, had served in government in New York State and with the federal government for his, most of his lifetime. 
and was quite a beloved person. I think he was a, a man of grace and uh, well spoken, very eloquent. And I think he was, a, a, you know, a favorite of, of all New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew, not so much. Uh, his reputation is of a bare knuckled, hardball player, and a little bit of maybe a lot of a bully. And Bruce, I think what happened is that when he stood up at the podium, he realized he didn't have any friends sitting behind him or next to him. He didn't have a loving wife or a partner holding, standing next to him like even Nixon. <laughs> even yeah. Nixon had Pat, you know, yeah. uh, who who still and a, the, the dog and the, and the right. family. Uh, he he was up there by himself, and. You know, you can die of a thousand cuts, and I think that was his problem. He could not defeat all of these separate claims. I felt the the claim that, that was the dagger to the heart was from the female state trooper. Yeah. New York state trooper is a very, you know, strength, just like here in, yeah. in, in Georgia. Yeah, being a state trooper is a stressful job. Stressful job, but also it's, uh, they're well-trained, uh, people who love their work. Of I, I deal with a lot of of Georgia State Patrol officers, and they're just some of the best. And I actually taught at the cadet school many, many years ago. Enjoyed that. Uh, and and she was going to be a pretty tough witness yeah. <laughs> to beat up on cross-examine in a courtroom uh, based on her testimony. So uh, did I think he was going to fight to the bitter end? I do. And I think for a while he thought he had made it. Sure. He, he is, 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 can't we just get back to talking about the people dying in the nursing homes I again? Yeah. Yeah. I need thousands and thousands <laughs> right. of ventilators. Yeah, I mean, I he, he, was, he, he went from uh, yeah. being a hero or seemingly, yeah. you know, a heroic mind. character in his own mind. But even, you know, to, to a mean, lot of folks, Bruce, he, he, Bruce, he's, he's cut a, what, a $3 million book deal while he's sure. on the podium banging the government and everybody else for not giving him, you know, Lord Cuomo all the medical need stuff that he thinks he needs. Yeah. So what you're saying is that uh, now that he's resigned, he will, we're likely to see him on Dancing with the Stars? Is, is that, is that <laughs> what's next? Or, or that maybe he can wear the jackass head. <laughs> you know, what, what show is that? Right. So, uh, guess, and guess and now, am, of right? course, you know, the, the, the nation that we are, um, you know, people are calling for Chris Cuomo to step down and resign at, uh, at CNN. You know, it's sort of like... Um, yeah, well, was that, there a yeah, conflict yeah. of interest of him See, that's a good advising question. his brother and then going on so, the nightly news? So, so is is there less of a conflict now? <laughs> you know that uh, no, I would that think he's out of office. So, so there, there's. There's a couple ways that I look at that because I can see the the questions that people have if you're reporting the news and at the same time trying to make or at least part of making the news. But the other part that I see that I can actually at least sympathize a little bit with Chris is this still your brother it doesn't matter man family is the most important so i have i have a little bit of a struggle because i do believe there's a conflict of interest there but at the same time i do believe that family interest in 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 your family is you're going to do whatever it takes to protect your family it's just it's it's ingrained in in being a human and you interestingly on a show called your day in court that we're here on um Cuomo very likely still will have a day in court coming. You know, resigning office doesn't get him out of potential criminal liability, doesn't get him out of being sued civilly for uh, damages from the the people who have been harmed by his conduct, may not keep him from even being impeached because Mm -hmm. an impeachment would have the effect of preventing him from seeking office at a later time. So, you know, his legal problems don't get resolved by this. Um, If anybody heard his... Statement. I don't even want to call it an apology, but his statement this week, it was such a, uh, an ineffective apology. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you had was an extremely carefully crafted um, set of words that were being put together with an eye towards let's 
have you step down from office, say something on the subject, but not anything that we're going to regret having you say in, in a criminal case or a civil case down the road. And, and that's why I think his um, so-called apology came off as being the most tepid thing you ever heard. Um, and, and, and really just, just, you know, Sam resigning, get out of there and, and move on. Yeah. But it sounds like his defense counsel's opening statement, you know, culture has changed. Uh, you know, if I was picking the jury on behalf of Mr. Cuomo, I'd look for older men mm-hmm. that grew up in an era of calling females, men, uh, women, even, you know, women that were, uh, you know, in superior employment positions or intelligence, honey and dear and sweetie. Uh, you know, it, it was it was different and it was wrong. And he didn't smell the coffee. Uh, now, most of these transgressions happened, some of them, many years ago, but but even the one with the state trooper, that was very recently. And this is a guy who either never learned or no one ever took him, had the guts to say, Mario, brother, Andrew, I'm sorry, you can't do that, okay? You know, good touch, bad touch. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, he, you know, interestingly, from a jury selection standpoint, um, there are a lot of women who, who yes. won't fault him for his behavior, yes. too. And, and it doesn't make it right or wrong, but, you know, women who were in the workforce in the 70s and 80s and who, you know, rose in their field and survived in their field, putting up with this, you know, brutish behavior from men who were, you know, oddly very tolerant of it or willing to say, you know, that's, it's like a boys will be boys thing. Just kind I'm of not, the way it was. I'm not saying it's right, but you right. know, th- there, there are a lot of women who look at this and say, you know, these women of 2020 are complaining about how they're getting treated. That's just how it was. And, and if you're not tough enough to, to, handle that in the workforce you got no business being in the workforce and and i only say this because i know a lot of women who have voiced that opinion to me they they don't they don't exonerate someone like cuomo but they also don't really look at him the same way you look at someone like a jeffrey epstein Mm -hmm. or or, uh you know what's his name the hollywood producer that uh i'm drawing a blank on his name Uh, you know you know so so, so, oh my gosh harvey weinstein Weinstein. so they're not looking at him like that you know they're just saying that you know look if you're going to work in a um in a workplace you need to be tough enough to handle these sorts of things so it's not just the men of a certain age i think you're right uh, but i I, I think you would have to you know vet the women on the uh, jury panel as well but that's how he was spinning it that that's his spin uh, you know, it was wrong, and we we all did it, you know, and, and, and it was wrong, and I, I'm glad, sorry I did it, but it's not a crime. And, you know, not all of it is a crime. Uh, the, the individual that alleges he put his hand up her blouse and grabbed her breast, that's a battery. That's a sexual battery, sure. absolutely. But perhaps carving out and asking the head of the state patrol to, in, to apparently this female trooper, you have to have three years of service to be on the governor's detail. And he had her move forward because he thought she was cute or something to that effect. Well, I don't think that's a crime. It may be an employment, a state of New York merit system, yeah. you know, demerit for doing that. But I don't see the crime there. So I think some it's, of these are... Also, it seems like the victim there is the state trooper at three years of service didn't get, the yeah. didn't get that that's job right. because yeah. the, the cute trooper got Sure, sure. Right. So, I mean, the one, the one Cuomo thought. Right. Right. And yeah, I guess right. there's going to no, be yeah. some statute of limitations issues because... Most misdemeanor improper touchings or batteries have a one to two year statute of limitation. Felonies have usually a four plus. So there's going to be a lot of layers of this will be prosecuted. But I think the politics of it, I agree with Bruce. I think the uh, several district attorneys are looking at it. 
Uh, I think there's a lot of politics. I mean, if you're a Republican district attorney and one of these occurred in your district, you might want to make Mr. Cuomo an example of and call in a whole lot of his Democratic enablers, put him on the witness stand, too. Yeah. Although, you know, New York State is going to be largely Democratic district attorneys, yes. I believe, that you know, throughout the state doing this. And, you know, Democrats have a rich history of eating their own. You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> Cuomo got uh, got Al franken here. You know, I mean, Fr- Franken got forced out of his position as a senator from Minnesota for a lot less. Um, and, and, you know, he's another guy who was seen as someone having, uh, you know, potential potential aspirations as a presidential candidate. And. You know, he he didn't get he didn't lose his seat because of any pressure the Republicans put on. You know, interesting enough, you bring it up, but it was uh, New York State Senator Gillibrand, a woman who really pushed Franken out of the Senate. And I've noticed she's been completely absent from Cuomo's behavior. And I find that interesting. Uh, Maybe I'm missing it because we're not in New York. and We're not hearing all of it. But I didn't see her on the national news leading. You know, Joe Biden spoke up pretty quickly, so he must have. I don't think there's any love lost between Biden and the Cuomos, but uh, but any you know, a political family of, of 50 years that has just crashed um, through their own behavior. So where do you see this going? I mean, you got you got the potential for criminal, potential for civil. Do you do you see both of those? type cases or both of those type uh, suits being filed? Well, I don't see it going away. Uh, On the news this week, I saw Gloria Allred. And, you know, anytime you see her, you know that there's going to be TV cameras around. Um, There's going to be folks who are um, in the role of the victim sitting next to her and her looking quite sympathetically towards their direction as they file a lawsuit, you know. And so um, it's not going away. No, definitely not. That much is is for sure. Um, And, you know, the, the criminal case have a whole different analysis here and and you know regardless of who the district attorney is that's involved they they have their own political concerns um when they are going to take on a defendant like this so um you know it's something where i think there's the balance between wanting to be seen as um supporting the victims and caring enough for the victims and their concerns while also recognizing you know what is provable as a crime and what isn't um, you know, nobody wants to go to trial over a case of one person claiming this was just a hug uh, at an event or a, or a kiss hello or goodbye, you know, when another person calls it unwanted contact. Um, no no prosecutor at any level wants to take that to court as a criminal case. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, is there more? Then, then you'll hear about it. But, you, you know, people will come out of the woodwork now, and, and maybe people who were still in a position of fearing for their careers— or staying quiet because of fear, fears that there's pressure here that, that uh, the Cuomos can put on me, um, they may come forward now and be willing to tell stories that they weren't willing to tell before because of fear of retribution. There may be more cases. There may be more egregious cases. Uh, there may be a multiplier impact where, just like in the Crosby case, Bill Crosby case, as, as Bruce points out, we started with one accusation and it rolled into over 20, and even though only three were improperly prosecuted, uh, as the court of Supreme Court of Pennsylvania has ruled. Uh, that's what happens. I mean, there becomes a, a, a momentum, and there are people who say, yeah, you know what? He did that to me, too. Uh, and that's, that's where the name of the group yeah, comes sure. from, of course. And um, I, I, think that's, I think we're going to hear about this for a while, maybe longer than we, we all care to see uh, former Governor Cuomo and listen to him. I, I'm, I'm not a, I've never have been a big fan. I thought his... Uh, I thought what he did during the uh, pandemic in New York City was was a sideshow, and it was totally mo- politically motivated. 
None of that was necessary. He was not a, he was not a doctor. He didn't have accurate information as far as in the look back. Nobody did, but especially when you're pounding the table and acting like you know it all, uh, and again, demanding inordinate resources, you know, the Trump sent the, uh, what's the naval boat, the Hope? Uh, up U- to New York US, City. USNS Hope, maybe? Yeah, yeah. They, they had, I think, seven patients, you know. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I don't it's, think it was fair a direction, misdirection of resources. So do you think, is that something that either one of you think will come up because of what the, the legal situation now, obviously separate from, but do you see any of that developing that, that somebody might sue also because of, you know, a, a death at a, a nursing home? Well, I think those, unfortunately, I think that investigation just got dropped. Okay. The uh, investigation into the nursing home deaths. I don't know why. It seemed, again, was it just bad information and bad decisions? Okay, I guess that's the defense. You know, there are also a lot of people who are saying, hey, look, you know, it's old people who are dying. And, uh, you know, if we isolate them, uh, we, we cull the herd and, uh, you know, the young, younger, healthier people move on. It was like a, a very callous sort of view of the world. But no, I, th- I think, um, you know, as far as it relates to Cuomo, there's probably just some... Uh, a lot of giggling taking place down at Mar-a-Lago right now and uh, enjoying his suffering. Um, and um, I, I, I don't see anything bouncing back at him from the way that the pandemic was handled. Um, but, you know, you know, politically, he lost a lot there. And, and as Ray said, you know, when, when this all hit the fan, he turned around and even his most loyal supporters were not supporting him anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I, mean, I think you get that book for a buck. At, uh, at the Sam Goody's uh, bin in the back corner. What about what? In your in in your expert opinion, what would have happened had he not resigned? How do you how, would it? How what would have been the the route that we would? I'm sure that we would still be. Obviously, he would still be in office now, and the resignation happened. Do you think that that would have been a, an even bigger mess than than what he is in now, having actually resigned? Well, yeah, I mean, I do think it would have been a bigger mess um, and would have been uglier. I think it would have ended up in the same place eventually, mm-hmm. um, but it wouldn't have changed anything from the standpoint of the potential for civil and criminal suits mm-hmm. and the outcome of those suits. But you've got, you know, the guy at the top in a position of, of controlling uh, a lot of the people who have the information needed to... Um, to speak to this issue, right? The, the criminal investigation, the discovery in a civil case, all of it, you know, you still have the governor at the top of this pile of, of information sources. And that doesn't play out very well, you mm-hmm. know? And so certainly I, I do think we would have had an impeachment if he stayed on. And I don't think we'll have one now um, because realistically, um, you know, what, what, yeah, do you, what's, what do you what's really the, stand what's to the, get out what's of this? The point? You know? yeah, after that. Um, he's, he's an older guy. You're worried about his political aspirations. I don't know. I guess things do turn around fairly quickly yeah. uh, in the U.S., but still, uh, I, I, that, that would seem to be a vendetta, which, you know, even from the hate uh, of the left towards the previous president, you haven't seen that level of vendetta come to an impeachment after uh, Trump was out of office. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, and I think the one thing Cuomo did say that, that I thought was uh, sensible was that, you know, the state, every state right now, we're all going through it. I mean, Governor Kemp's got his hands full between the crime epidemic and the virus epidemic and kids getting back to school. Uh, so does the, the the new governor of the state, about to be new governor yeah. of the state of New York. Yeah. And the last thing an impeach, we needed is impeachment. If I was in New York, I'd say let's move on. 
Uh, if I it, agree if with a that. district attorney or the state attorney general feels that there needs to be a prosecution, well, then do it and make it happen. Uh, apparently, the AG's investigation, the attorney general's investigation, was extremely thorough and detailed and wasn't you know, based on rumor or secondhand information. And that, as Bruce points out, it was about to be an impeachment. So uh, he, 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 he cut his losses and got out. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you see him ever running for office again? I guess it depends on how everything turns out, right? No, I don't think he'll ever run for office again. Uh, this was not a beloved person who, like Al Franken, I think could run for office again in Minnesota. He is a he is a beloved person there, and I think there's a lot of people that actually like the guy. And there's some of us, even even maybe not Democrats, that kind of think he got, you know, yeah. he got pushed out for. I don't know. He should have fought a little bit, yeah, I thought. Right, you right. know, <laughs> But uh, without relitigating Franken's case, uh, who I do think is actually a very smart guy. He had a radio show smart on. Smart guy, funny, you know. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. And, um, you know, when, when he was on a um, Senate panel, you know, you knew you were going to get somebody who had a very thoughtful line of questioning. He did. And, and, and was just very clear about making his points you know i mean he he was he was a great politician i mean sure. i wouldn't have voted for him but he represented well the people that did vote for him mm-hmm. and he also i think as as bruce points out he had really good questions you don't see much of that mm-hmm. no. <laughs> on these senate panels of snoozers do you think he runs again for anything versus cuomo yeah uh, no i don't think so i okay. think he becomes a consultant and he becomes a outside influencer and uh, you know who I, knows, hear maybe, Gi- maybe- I hear giuliani has got a spot for him <laughs> yeah, in yeah, his right. private equity yeah, firm. Cool, cool. Maybe Mario Cuomo <laughs> put, puts his uh, ad on Cameo right next to Giuliani's. You know, mm-hmm. I was thinking about for Ray's birthday having Giuliani record him a nice birthday message on Cameo. <laughs> How much does that cost? Because he needs the $99 to help no, pay for his legal defense much. fund that, that okay. uh, his former client is not contributing to. Yeah. Right. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> it's a mess. The politics are such a mess. It makes me wonder why anybody in the entire world would want to run for office. But I think both of those individuals, Andrew Cuomo and Giuliani, are really examples of maybe people when they first came to the office, as Giuliani did, and I think as Cuomo did, you know, they, they were there to do the job. They were there to serve the public. And then their hubris and their ego and their, quite frankly, way. greed— I mean, Giuliani, I mean, the stories that you hear about his fees and things, I'm like, wait a second, man. I didn't, you weren't that good a lawyer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, know, uh, you were pretty good, but you weren't that good. Yeah. And so here's two guys that should have been able to retire and go off and teach at some law school and you know, go fishing with their grandchildren. I mean, they're they're going to be shamed for the rest of their yeah, lives. And, and I do think it's it's power going to your head. And and here's an That's example. Right. Maybe this is too specifically a New York City thing, mm-hmm. but New York, you know, is so stratified by class and 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 by this elitism that you have. And and what's the most elite thing you can have in New York City is a parking pass. To be able to park your car uh, anywhere, front, right? right? And, and and the higher up you go, it could be within the police union, it can be within uh, the city government, the state government, the, whoever it is. It's like the most low-level guy gets the ability to double park and put this in his windshield. You put, clergy, you put cl- the clergy sign up. <laughs> but, on. But, <laughs> but the higher you go, the more powerful you are, the more like omnipotent your parking pass is. Right. And I think people think, hey, I can park anywhere in this city, and that means they can touch anybody, grab anybody, do whatever right. they want. Yeah. And, and so... Uh, it, it, it's a microcosm of uh, maybe the way power gets to your head. It's interesting, It's, it's all going back to that part. You know, I also think that, that you know, Cuomo, the Cuomo family, uh, they were public servants, and the public servant salary is not that much. And they, 
you know, a lot of these public servants look around and they see guys and gals that they went to high school and law school with, and now they're a, a billionaire hedge, hedge fund manager out in the Hamptons, and they're like, where's mine? You know, I'm smart mm-hmm. and I'm serving the public for, you know, 225 a year as the governor. And, yeah, there's some perks, but I'm stuck up here in Albany <laughs> and he's <laughs> out at the Hamptons. And so I think there's I think there's some of that, too. And I think that if you if you can't make a bunch of money you, and but you can grab a lot of power. Well, then, that can that sometimes may, equate to a lot the, of that may be the, the bomb because you certainly you get invited to a lot of nice parties. Uh, you watch the show Billions on Showtime. I mean, that's really it. It's 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 the hedge fund guy, you know, Axe, who who uh, has all the money, and all the trappings and, and does it some legally, some illegally. And then you've got the uh, the perennial uh, politician who is uh, constantly after him. To try to press him, but he, but he's motivated by power, and it's the same thing: the power that comes from office and the power that comes from money. Yeah, man, it's a uh, it's a sad state to think that that's uh, the most important thing in people's world, but it certainly is the case in a lot of. I just want to get a nice meal. Me too, uh, be man. Able to, uh, Plate of spaghetti. <laughs> just, yeah. just get a, a <laughs> yeah. nice <laughs> meal. You know, be able to lay down at night, put my head on the pillow, yeah. sleep a full night. You Me know, too. have a decent bowel movement. My yeah. needs are simple. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, and yeah, I don't want power over anybody. And and I always felt like, and you tell me if I'm crazy or not, that that uh, I always felt like either the uber rich and the uber poor are in the the toughest situation. The uber poor they don't have anything, they want everything, and the uber rich have everything, which leads to not being able to want for anything. So you have everything, so there's nothing that that is going to satisfy that need for whatever it is that you're looking for. I just think those are the toughest situations to live in, and I don't think people realize it a lot I know which times. one I'm taking, though. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> just, everybody just in case would. you were taking a roll call here. Right, yeah, no, no, everybody would take Uber wealthy and not have a, a want for anything, but I think it's good for people to have that want, right, in in life, to have that ability to want something and know you got to work for it or not even be well, able to have how, it. How about, how about, how about appreciate? Yeah, appreciate, I mean, I just yes. change the word a yes. little bit. You okay. Know, I, I think that's, you know, here you are, the governor of the state of New York, you know, Teddy Roosevelt was the governor of the state of New York. Franklin mm-hmm. Delano Roosevelt was the mm-hmm. governor of the state of New York. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 kind of an important job. Yeah, no, it And is. Uh, to, to go out like this, uh, you know, with your dad, you know, maybe weeping from heaven. Who yeah. actually, by the way, Mario Cuomo played minor league baseball. Yeah, that's really there cool. Yeah. Who did he play for? I think it was like the Buffalo something. I was back in the yeah. days, yeah, so, as they say on yeah. uh, on Field of Dreams. You yeah. know, there were all these little teams that went yeah. around the country and they'd find you a job and yeah. you could play ball at night. That's so cool. By the way, is it tomorrow night? Is the Field of Dreams game? Yes, yes. Yankees and yep. the Chicago White Sox playing in the cornfield in Iowa. Yeah. How cool was that, man? I Very love that. cool. That's so awesome. I can't wait to watch it. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about the uh, lawsuit that was filed in Florida over vaccinations. We'll talk about it next on Extra 106.3. This is your day in court. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win.
When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. This is your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice on Extra 1063. Welcome back. This is your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice. Welcome back. This is your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice on Extra 1063. My name is Tug Cowart. Final segment, we're going to talk about Norwegian Cruise Lines. They've won a round in the vaccination fight with the state of Florida. According to Barron's.com, a federal judge in Miami granted a preliminary injunction uh, this past Sunday against Florida that bans businesses from requiring customers to show proof of vaccines. Norwegian Cruise Lines, who is based in Miami, they filed the lawsuit last month challenging that ban. Yeah, and, you know, this was uh, DeSantis basically declaring that cruise, cruise lines could not require proof of vaccination in order to um, board a cruise ship. And uh, they were going to refuse to allow any ships to come to any of the Florida ports. If they uh, did. If they did that. And so Norwegian Cruise Line, which is based in Miami, apparently, um, they filed uh, an injunction uh, basically asking the courts not to enforce Florida's ban or Florida's law. And the court said, yes, you're absolutely right. Norwegian, you can insist on proof of vaccination um, for your cruise ship because of the health concerns of having 5,000 people on a floating hotel uh, and at sea and that the issues that go on there. I'd like them to also um, maybe consider having something requiring folks to wash their hands yeah, and not important. sneeze into the buffet, but that's a separate <laughs> right, health issue. Right now, right. we're just dealing with COVID. Right. Right. And, and I'm somebody who's been on a lot of cruises, so you know I'm, I'm, I'm acutely aware of this, having nothing to do with COVID. We'll have to tackle those later, though. <laughs> right. That's later. That's later down the line. You know, this was just an odd move on, on many levels. So first of all, the cruise industry pumps millions and millions of dollars into the state of Florida's economy, thousands of jobs, sales tax, people that have to fly in to the port of Miami. Port or, taxes. Right, exactly. So it's a, it's a huge part of the economy. Uh, to, to offensively you know, take the, the offense to prohibit the cruise ship owners, that, that it's their boat, they own it, to say we want to wrap rank, you know, we want to raise a level of safety and health and guarantee our customers, our clients, our guests the highest quality of health services. And not only to come up with this statute, but to impose a potential $5,000 financial penalty for each time uh, that was done. It was clearly designed to say if you even dare do this, we're going to we're going to, you know, crush you financially, not just punish you. So it didn't make sense to me. Um, of course, you know, things get to court and sometimes judges are smart people. Yeah. And this yeah. judge enjoined, granted an injunction, so the state is prohibited from enforcing that piece of legislation. Now, whether it's eventually found to be unconstitutional or statutorily defective, if it moves past the injunction stage, remains to be seen. But again, I think this is just another layer of where we're going with, with the private industry's ability to mandate vaccines for its employees, its customers, and its guests. I got to tell you, Bruce, I, I'm a guy like you that have been on a, a few cruises. Um, 
and and having been in the navy I've been out to see a whole bunch i love it it's it's great but i have a feeling that most people when they get out in the middle of the ocean they do want to feel safe you know and and that's and that's maybe a, a good reason for this judge to say you know what this is not the best idea the the big worry we always had on cruises was um nora virus right the stomach virus that mm-hmm. comes from um being in closed spaces and is easily transmittable. Um, I, I would walk around a cruise ship literally like a surgeon going into surgery, having just scrubbed in with my hands in the air, touching nothing. Uh, you know, <laughs> using your not, elbow to not the touching door. handrails. Sounds like <laughs> a fun time. You did it's so lot. fun. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, like I joke around, I run up the stairs with my hands in the air. But, you know, the, the issue with, uh, with this, it, it's you just have to wonder how much of what uh, DeSantis is doing in Florida is really based on anything that he's trying to do to, to look after the welfare of Floridians versus trying to take a position to make himself the most appealing candidate um, for the Republican presidential election in 2024. And like, is this the most Trumpy way that he can act by saying we're going to um, not allow any business in our state to insist on masks or any, you know, any school district that requires masks for kids. We're not going to pay the superintendents. We're going to cut off their funding. You know, he, he's trying to be as outrageous as possible. And in my opinion, um, you know, willing to sacrifice the health and safety of the residents of his state to make himself appear a certain way politically um, so that he can be the, the, a strong candidate in 2024. Other governors, the governor in the state of Arkansas, who I believe has now come out and say, you know, that mask, mandatory mask statute that we passed, I wish I hadn't signed it now that you can't get an ICU bed in the state of Arkansas. I've got a friend in Little Rock, and she says it's just a disaster. And, and let's just make sure it's a really bad time in most major cities to get into a car crash, have a heart attack, or have an appendix, emergency appendix operation. There's almost no more room at the end. I don't know what what it takes for folks that don't have either a doctor or a nurse or a radiologist, either as a friend or a family member, to say, is this really what's going on down at the hospitals to be told? We've got people in the hallway, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, we don't have room for if you break your leg. And, you, and you've seen that with, uh, I wanted to say it was an officer. I can't remember if the officer's here in town or it was somewhere nearby that had kind of resisted taking the vaccine and then when was in the hospital and, and ultimately succumbed to COVID-19, but during his time there had said, I, I made the wrong decision. I wish I would have gotten vaccinated. And, and hopefully people use that as a, you know, as a, a reason to go get it done. But uh, as we come to a close of the show, want to make sure that folks know how to get a hold of you guys because you're an expert in your field, whether defense or, or personal injury. If you run across a situation or you find yourself in a situation calling one of these two gentlemen on this show either bruce or ray is going to be the best decision you can make and bruce let's talk about how folks can get a hold of you sure and uh you know if you if somebody has a personal injury case and they want to talk about it or if they just want to discuss current events like we do sometimes in this show happy <laughs> to talk about anything yeah, so right. um you can call me 404-522-7553 I'm easy to find on the internet. Hagen-Law.com is the website. You can email me, Bruce, at Hagen-Law.com. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, you might find me at the bar on a Friday night uh, if you go. get to the right one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can find me, and I'm happy to help you with anything I can. We've got a, a big firm with um, a lot of resources. So whatever it is uh, that is needed to be done in your case, we can do it. Not afraid to go to trial if need be. Oh, my gosh. 
know we love going to trial. And in fact, we're so excited that the courts are back open again uh, and just can't wait to get in there. We've, ha- we've had one trial since courts have reopened. We were, we were in position to go on Monday this past week. Uh, but we were position number two and position number one ended up going to trial. So we'll, we'll be ready when called. But, uh, yeah, you know, guys like Ray and, I, and me, we just we can't wait. Uh, you know, this this show is your day in court. It's what we love best about the job. And in fact, that's how Bruce and I met. Small world. I think I remember being in the old Cab County courthouse and we were both schlepping, which is a Yiddish term, our trial box, you know, full of all the papers and things you used to need to go to trial. And we saw each other so many times in the courthouse. Uh, we became friends and actually have swapped cases and worked together on cases. So I'm at 404-964-4185, Ray Judice, rayjudicelaw.com. You could Google me. I've got uh, all kinds of video. I spent a lot of Thursday nights on uh, court TV with my dear old friend Nancy Grace getting yelled at in front of a half a million yeah. people. Right. <laughs> but uh, enjoy doing that, too, and enjoy doing this with you, Tug. You do a great job right, for you're us. You're very kind. Uh, and, and plus, I want to point out, too, that uh, Ray doesn't have hobbies, so you can always call him. <laughs> he, he he makes that uh, uh, obvious. He makes he lets everybody know that he is uh, always available anytime you need him. And Bruce, maybe you don't know this about him, is uh, big in the world of defending bikers' rights too. If you are uh, riding your bike on the on the streets in Metro Atlanta somewhere, and something happens, he can definitely help you with that too. This is your day in court on Extra 106.3. Hope you have a great weekend. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.